Okay, welcome everybody. <clears throat> Very familiar faces, a couple of new ones. So welcome to the new people and nice to see the rest of you again. Um, uh, I, 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 my body isn't able to kind of twist right now, so I'm not sure how we're going to work the configuration, but sure we'll make it up as we go along. We'll make it work for us. So uh, I'm going to use this roving mic for this evening so that I can sit forward and, and just, we'll just swap it out, whoever wants to speak, just put up your hand next and we'll, we'll move the mic, okay? And we'll go like that. So just settle in, huh? Let your attention be where you're looking from. So where are you looking from? And let your attention drop back to there. Sinking. If you look for it, you won't find it. It's more of relaxed sinking in. See if you can drop deeper. You're not looking for criteria or explanations or characteristics. Just drop deeper. Dissolve. Let go. life story and your character, personality, your wealth of experiences. They come and go. They really don't need resolution. By their nature they are infinite. There will always be an infinite flow of stories. Always. actually do not need any resolution at all. They're just stories. Can you be without story? 
and lives happen without story. In the stillness inside, everything is actually fine. It can only be fine. Because story doesn't touch there. Issues don't go there. If you've stayed on storyland for the last few minutes, there is something deeper that's calling you. But story is very magnetic. That level of functioning is very interesting. Full of distraction. Stay in the stillness without story. That's the natural state. This is where being fully human has its expression. Personality can do what it wants. It will anyway. But if your attention stays deeper beneath all the yakety-yak of your thoughts, Something stays there, and life can be lived in a very free, natural way. It's very simple. It's very accessible. It's almost too simple. So we can spend this time together doing two things. Dropping into the deepest place that you have access to and letting it get deeper. And the second thing we can do is whatever you are convinced is so darn interesting, 
we'll try pulling it apart to see if you can see that it's about nothing. Really about nothing at all. If I asked you what was your issue two issues ago, you probably couldn't tell me. The one before whatever it might be up now. The one before that. What would that be? So magnetic and potent at the time. Along comes something else and it's gone. There's a part of our brain that somehow the way we're rearing our children and the way the way life is structured right now in our evolution. We seem to think that it's a really good thing to make everything evolve around ourselves. To fire our neurology in such a way that we think that everything has something to do with me. Everything must be a reference to me. How the weather is will affect me and how I think about it. What I'm going to do today is all about me. It's not going to be what happens. It's about what I choose. And that whole mechanism of self-referencing, that fundamentally, inevitably, must lead to suffering. Oh, some nice juicy bits are thrown in because that's the drug. That's the candy-coated pain. The self-referencing network, if that's your habit, if that's your way of seeing the world, how does it impact on me? What's my opinion of X, Y, Z? All about me. Whatever yakety yak goes on in your head, if it's about you, in relation to you, other people and what they think of you, what you think of them, what you should do. Self-referencing mechanism. That's what we call the ego in spiritual terms, the personal eye. And that part of your neurology is what makes you think you're separate. It's what makes you believe that you're an individual. And that's the root of all pain, the root of all pain. Very simple, really. It's an evolutionary screw-up, really, if we look at it like that. We're just not evolved enough yet to realize that it doesn't have to be all about me, that we can use our mind in another way. So we've spent a few thousand years trying to explore how to use our mind, and, you know, here we are. We go through all the pain and then we eventually, huh, there must be something more and that starts us looking in a spiritual context, a spiritual, at the spiritual material to see if there's some, something that makes sense somewhere, some resolution. And all the while it's, it's actually just how we think, it's a misuse of mind. There's a bit of unlearning to be done. Reprogramming, repatterning. 
And if a miracle happens and grace does it for you, hey, good for you, but that's the lottery. Every path is different. And it's not that, you know, enlightenment can be guaranteed simply because every path is different. It can be guaranteed, all right, if you honor your path, if you follow your own integrity, if you follow what makes sense to you, to you with courage, capital C, underlined, exclamation mark, courage. It takes courage to walk this path. The payoff is phenomenal because suffering stops. So self-referencing. the next hour, hour and a half be without any self-referencing at all? What would tonight be if there was no self-referencing at all? And this is the invitation. See if you can feel into what I'm saying. How does that manifest for you? And it's not about making it about others instead of yourself. It's not. It's about letting your attention drop inside and letting life happen. Responding. And of course, you know, you're hungry, you need to eat, you need to set a goal for something, you need to make a plan. Of course, these things happen. But that extra circuit that's all obsessed with me, myself, I, that one can be dropped. you can't do it for tomorrow right now you can only do it now it doesn't go along the linear time it's just now it's just what neurology is running now and that's the that's the trap door that's the window it's just now just right now it's everything else is your mind trying to control trying to fix it trying to grab some new idea you know You know, there was a lot of talk about this 2012, which I'm sure you all heard. I think I was in Europe at the time. And gosh, 2012 was going to change everything. And I always thought it was a load of trashology. And now I'm beginning to think there was something in it. Because there seems to have been a time where awakening was a, a big physiological happening, a big, uh, tough on the body, a, a big phenomenal experience. And you know, it's not like that anymore. 
It's just not like that anymore. And maybe, if we're looking for cause and effect, maybe 2012 had something in it after all. What happens now is that a period of time gets longer and longer and longer. And in that period of time, no thoughts are believed. Just no thoughts are believed. Because it takes a me to believe the thoughts to be running the me story. The rest of it is just kind of softer. It's life happening. There seems to be no big physiological shift that happens. I haven't seen one for since before 2012. And there's been a lot of awakening happening. And the work now really is from awakening to liberation because the masses are getting towards non-duality. It's really quite a wave. Every second person seems to be wakening up. But is it going to continue on to liberation? That's, that's the interesting part. I was in contact with somebody yesterday and I said, you know, awakening is, is the beginning. And it was like, oh my God. And then she, she saw it, you know, she went, oh, actually, of course, it's fine. It's fine, yes. The goal was awakening, and well, now it's just, it's just what's happening. It's happening on its own. It's actually the same thing, but the, it's not happening to me. It happens to me until awakening, and then it's just happening after that. But the big marker for awakening seems to have crashed, which is great because it drops that goal. It drops that, like, golden cow. You know, they're like, oh, that big event, you know, and what would it be like? And it's, it's, we've evolved out of that, thank heaven, because that goal was such an obstacle, you know, that as if there was a marking point. And for some of us, there was, there was a big event and it was like, gosh, it really started to shift that time when I, whatever, lost a few days or something happened, you know? It's not like that anymore. So it's smoother. So it's more subtle. It's more internal. It's more organic, natural. So it's good that we've evolved, but we have a long way to go. from the macro back to the micro. Let's see what we can move this evening, huh? If there's something that's, that's running a me story that there's no breaking from it.
Lisbon last year, I went uh, to uh, quite a journey. I made a lot of um, very interesting experiences. It's been a roller coaster. Um, I followed my heart, and it's very strong. So, um, of course, I looked into the way of uh, you know how I, what I do, like the towards my career. If I do move on with my wood furniture service, or if I do something that wasn't a bit, I joined ecstatic dance. So I kind of learned expressing myself, like. I became more balanced, stronger to my body, and I had the feeling through my dance I can connect to source. So I just like I felt how lovers, I'm feeling happy, you know. And um, I feel from the bottom of my heart as a seven-year-old daughter, um, being a very active change um, I want to see in the world. So I've been to Burning Man to. Saw that this shifting is happening right now, so I went there and said, "Wow, these are my soul family. You know, these are the change. You know, so this awareness uh, becomes uh, created right now, and um, I just like feel I have a, I have a stronger um, drawing to do like more uh, active about it. I can't really like I, I feel waiting." And I, I know that I can, through feelings and activity, I can create an additional awareness. I can, I feel how to um, elevate the vibration of people with the um, active, uh, random act of kindness. So I, with these things, sometimes I, I feel teaching um, to create that, you know, to create the feeling of empathy. So when I, for instance, sometimes when I get a tip, I write it twenty uh, on the tip uh, on the twenty dollar bill, for instance. I write it love, and I say, "But the money is energy exchange, so I'm going to exchange this money into love, and I'm passing it on to this the person that I want to, you know, like um, inspire them to make a, a random act of kindness. So they now have the love, the money in hand, they have the love, so they for that they are learning how to have that empathy to someone, you know, and. Uh, so it's uh, it's really fun for me to do that, and uh, just sometimes I feel like, wow, like uh, taking on like uh, saving the world is quite a big task, I have to say, <laughs> you know. And uh, I just like feel like that I see so many different, like all these pieces of puzzles for a bigger picture, and I just feel like I know how to create that. You know, we all become becoming like activists of. Doing that without like holding signs up and stuff like that, just like uh, listening, listening to ourselves, listening to our heart, and also continue learning. So my question is uh, that I I know that I can hold that balance in me many times. Just sometimes I feel as well that I get imbalanced. So because I feel that it's passion, this is my calling, my purpose, I, uh, yeah, I could go on and on and on why I know all these things. I'm connected to a Native American, so I learned a lot like reconnecting with the nature. And uh, he's one of the, uh, the cousins of the Hopi tribe. And it was a uh, prophecy about the, um, about the rainbow warriors, you know, that they come and save the world, the rainbow warriors, 
different types of colors all unite. So and then the things I know that I know like Steve Jobs, a landscape architect from uh, who created that big apple park around Italy Valley. So uh, he told me that he can he created a new seed of oats so he can create the, one of the strongest trees there is. So then I, I put put these pieces of puzzle together, knowing there's knowledge over here, you know how we can create that when the right laws been passed, you know, if we, we are all showing the interest uh, voting the right people into office in personal I'm from Germany, I can't even vote, but I just I feel like, you know, taking all that on and I, I go to people and I ask them, I need your help. Can you help me assist me with it? And they say, Andreas, yeah, whatever you need, talk to me. So I feel a lot of people are ready, you know, we're ready and I just like feel, you know, having Grabbing it and just doing it because yeah, it just makes me, it makes me happy. So. Okay. And so, what if you didn't have a purpose at all? What if your mind just came up with all of this? Would be boring. Ah! For, for the one who wants something to do or for, for who? more effective 
when you come from a place that doesn't have any reason for it at all. No personal reason, no global reason. That's where it's going to go. I'd be doing you a disservice to say, perfect, keep doing what you're doing. It's like, yeah, you can only do what you're doing, but this is where it's headed. So keep the door open to this, to where this work will happen without any motivation at all. So the part of you that's seeing the results, that's feeling potential, that part is going to die. That's a perspective that comes from duality, seeing what's wrong, what could be right, and energy comes in you to make, to bring more balance. Okay? It's for a phase. I'd love to see you where that work happens and you're like, I can't stop it, I can't start it, I'm not doing anything about it. I, it's, the thing is taken over, I, I have no option here. Like, yes, now that's pure consciousness. That's God moving to the form of Andreas. That's God as a, you know, that's God using the Andreas body to, to do God's work. Or universe, or whatever you want to call it. I mean, the word God can be to change for anything you want. So it's heading there. You will be out of balance on, until, until the momentum is totally coming from that which is moving through your form anyway. It's like right now there's, there's that which is moving through your form, but, but you are on top of it really enjoying it and making it happen. You know, you're, you're, some part of you is riding on top of it because you're enjoying it, because it's entertaining and it's a buzz and it's a new means of life and it's a new way to see the world and it's fantastic, of course. Enjoy the ride. But the you that's on top of it would have to get up and let that roller coaster just be the roller coaster with no Andreas idea or agenda or motivation on top. Does that make sense? It's going to get cleaner and purer and more potent. Just like basically letting it flow. Yeah, letting it flow through you. Yeah, really listening to it. And you're listening to it, but you're adding a little bit on. Do you know? You're adding a little yeah, bit. Yeah, it's, it's a super story to it. It's amazing. And it's like, I mean, all the things, how I came to the lake, how I met this elderly Native American, uh, an angel reading in South Carolina, and they told me I'm like an old soul. I was always coming in as a helper to help like, the, the, the natives in my four lives, and then I'm like, my spiritual animals are like the, the elk and the eagle, which is like close to God, and my whole body, like my back is tattooed with feathers of like Native American. So I was just, I knew that already what she was saying, and this is just, it's exciting to know, like, wow, like, what's there? I had to discover. Yes. I do actually enjoy the life. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry for taking away your candy, but no, you know it's, no, I know it's, it's great. I like said in the meantime I play like an electronic instrument called the space harp, so where the movement of your body you can create sounds and everyone can play it. I'm in this performance of the form of the team that's just recently invented, and I always want to perform and introduce other people to play it too because it connects to your heart. It realizes. You realize we can create something beautiful. We are creators. So just something in addition. Yes, yes. And, no. and yeah, and all of that is beautiful. It, it is beautiful. But be in the stillness and let that beauty come through. 
just you know the part of you that's caught in the story, then that's that's great. You can see that there's a part of you caught in the story. And enjoy the story, but it's only story and that will come to an end and there'll be another story. And, and the next one will probably be crappy. Because that's the way stories go, you know? They're not consistent in terms of quality. <laughs> Do you know? This is just a great story. And you deserve to break, so... I had a few bumps on the road. You should sure have to say. Yeah, yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I still always I have this formula for me, accept. Surrender receives, so I accept the fact, you know, I can't do nothing about it in this moment. I just surrender to it, go with the flow, and then I'm receiving, and therefore I always look forward to something positive. And it really works. It's yes. Lots of fun. Yes. Yes, it's great. It's great. Let it get cleaner. More surrender. And, and you know, it's like, okay, the Andreas guy is just going to love this today, and it's just going to be for today. You know, and then give yourself a week of like pulling in the reins and surrendering more deeply. You know? Being in control when you visit the playground and then you go Pardon? Like being in control of visiting, knowing, being, of visiting the playground of life and yes. then like pulling back. When you yes, know. yes, being inside and letting the play happen and let yourself be used, but with, without, yeah, without being in the Yes, without being in there, because your dream is fire, no? I mean, it's, it's, it's going to physically throw you out. Because it makes you high, it gives you a buzz. You know, that's not sustainable either. It's lovely, but. It's good, it's good. It's vibrant. Sure, sure. To making like the, actually the, the regular life like a stage, that's so much fun. And then also, what you were like saying in, in your book, um, you know, when someone walks by and that you can't, that you kind of project things to them or react. So, what I do is like, I, I either look to a person or it's intelligent in the face. I am whatever you think of me. And with that said, I'm, I feel like I'm putting all that, all that weight and give it to them, you know? So it's their thoughts, it's not mine. So yes. I don't feel judged there for them. That yes. gives me also makes me lighter. Yes. Isn't that exhausting? <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. No, this is, this is good because I, 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 I say that in order to help, to help you know, like realizing that. that Whatever looks at me, you know, it's it's not me and knowing, you know, that yeah. they have their own baggage, so it makes me mad, so I can be more authentic. Okay. Yeah, well, thank you very much for listening. I'm going to take over the microphone. No, it's great. It's great. It's, it's, it's lovely. It's just like, okay, just watch this and watch this, you know? Just, just, yeah, just open the window to the next phase, which will mean not attaching to the buzz of it right now. It's kind of the underlying thing that I'm saying. Just don't attach to it. Just see what's going on. You know? Yeah. It's candy-coated. Self-referencing is candy-coated. You know? You want the candy there. You want the candy there. But if you're wise to it, you've got a distance. And the crash isn't so bad. But there will be a crash. There will be a crash. It's life, no? It has to blow up. It has to blow up until we're empty. And, and only whatever moves through us is just the purity of what is. And your mind is in service to that and that only. And it doesn't have its own ideas of how to make things better and your energy or my energy. All of those layers have to go because they're deep in separation. Do you see? So they invite you in the ass sooner or later. I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's good, but then once you've dived right in, it's yeah. beautiful. You're like you're all in, it's just beautiful. And, and you, you gotta do that, you know. So you
you're absolutely bang on. It's like, all right, all right, all right. Here's where it's in. Let's start it. I could start it a year ago. Exactly. Yeah. I was here and I asked you the right question. I got the right. Yeah. I got the right answer. Yeah. yeah, I do. I remember. I remember a huge shift. Yeah, I, I remember that. Yeah. There was there was a beautiful moment, wasn't there? That um, I think I, I asked you think of this option and exactly. then think of that option. And when you were thinking of the option that you didn't take, yeah. an alarm was screaming in a car outside. <laughs> you know, when we were just saying, just go in and just set and see how that feels if you take that option. Like, <laughs> I was like, whoa, whole universe is contriving, you know. Still, yeah, beautiful. Follow the alarm for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's Can you think of something? Self-referencing is really in my face right now. Um, I have a lovely life. I live in New York. I live here. I just love my life most of the time. But I have one area where I don't believe my body is and mind is not real. Usually, I believe it's not real. Yeah. I can let go of it and just move through things. But I have a one of my three children is a bipolar. Crystal meth uh, addict um, has gender identity issues and is either in jail, in a hospital, um, just just so out of control. And so, and I, when I get into it with my identity as a mother, um, it just screws it totally up. I mean, as awful as it is, it seems like um, reality is better than my story about it. Because so many times he rises up like the phoenix. You know, he he'll get stabbed, but it won't hit anything. Yes. You know, or um, he just rises all the time. And when there's no duality about it, and when I just see him, there's just love there. Yes. Between the two of us. Yes. But my panic and my fear about, you know, somehow that life is better than death, that's who interferes. I've finally lately come to see that death is just as good as life. And he probably will die of one of these things. And I just have to be alright with that, if that makes sense. Yes, it's perfect sense. And the part of me that's sad is, the part, there's part of me that wants him to be better so that my life can be better too. Of course. I mean, it's I always about us. Oh, yes, it's all about, yeah, it is about me. Yeah, me, it's me, about me, 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 yeah. And I love him. And when I look at the way he lives, the friends he has, and the crazy friends he has, and, but when I say, how do you rate your life on a scale of one to ten? He said, oh, easily a nine, nine and a half. And I think, okay, you know, this doesn't look that way to me, but... To him, he said, I've met so many people, and even in jail, I meet wonderful people. And his, his, his perspective is so fresh and in the moment. And Good teacher, huh? Yeah, he's definitely a teacher. Ah. So I keep wanting this to, you know, get better so that my life can get back on track and I can enjoy 
going to tear bottom line. That's me again, that isn't it? Yeah, so, so my, can get better so I can so I can go have my life. And, uh, it's fascinating. I, but yet I still get caught up in it when I get afraid. And, and then it, there's an ebb and flow to it where I get afraid and then I'm not so afraid. And he's here with me for a while and he's gone. And, uh, it's the trust. I keep getting confused about the trust and what to do and how I should fix it. Does your love for him need him to be in a certain, be a certain way? Is your love for him conditional? Do you need him to be a certain way? No. Okay. I would like him to be. I don't like being around him if he's high or anything like that. He gets sure. dangerous. And then this year he had a baby a few months ago with this crazy woman and Baby has no, basically he's an orphan, so I help to take care of him, and the other grandmother takes care of him, but even the baby is so happy from this union. He's just, he's a joy. Out of this dark, creepy union of these two people, here comes this little soul that's so pure. So I don't know, I see that in the juxtaposition of these good and bad and right and wrong, it's interesting to live in the mystery. Yes. So, bottom line is the reality is better than my story about it. That's it. Yeah. I'd like to know more how I could be more balanced and level and more detached than I am. And why do you go into the story about a fossil pool? Well, I think it's the identity of being maybe a responsible and guilty for him turning out this way. But maybe his path has nothing to do with you. I think it doesn't, no. Well, mothers assume all kinds of control, yeah. all kinds of authority and responsibility for him. have nothing to do with No, but he has his own karma, and no matter what I want for him or don't want for him, it doesn't make any difference. And I have two other children that are very successful in life, and so I know that's, and I think I treated him the same as the other two, but who knows. It's exhausting to think, you know, it's... Yes, it's exhausting to think, yes. I think it would be helpful if I could just keep being grateful for him as a teacher. And could you let yourself off the hook? If you did screw him up, can you forgive yourself? Let's bring it right down to that. Well, that's, that's, that's the key, isn't it? Yeah, that's the thread for in, in the identity. What if I caused this in any way, shape, or form? And, and so it's keeping you're keeping the identity alive so that you can take on responsibility for that. At the very least, you got my DNA, so I am responsible. I mean, my. So nobody really should have children because they are <laughs> responsible for passing on their DNA. So it's just end the whole thing. <laughs> Okay. And it's also accepting what is all the time, over and over and over. Whether he comes to the door dirty, or he's in an orange jumpsuit in a jail, or in a hospital, you know, medicated up to here. It's Why is that your responsibility? I mean, it's accepting, accepting all of it. 
Sure. As it is. Sure. Without the fact having anything to do with you. Yeah. It is. It's all self-perfect. It comes back over and over to be mine and mine. Yeah. All the time. Yeah. And it is suffering. Yeah. But the OCD part of it, it's hard to turn off sometimes when it gets like this. So can you forgive yourself for screwing up if you did? How? Do you have any suggestions how to do that? How to forgive yourself? You just forgive yourself. What would it be like to just forgive yourself, to let yourself off the hook, to know that there's no repercussions, there's no payback, to accept that what you did was the best that you could do, given what you knew? Can you go there? That's a big one. You know we Irish Catholics have a hard time with the guilt. It's great though. There's nothing else to do except jump straight into it. You have no option there, that's the challenge. Is to transcend it because because that's the thing about believing you're responsible. It never ends. At some point, you have to transcend it. You never actually pay the debt fully. You won't. You won't. You know, it's a self uh, self perpetuating loop. That's why Catholics stay going to confession all the time, even though God died, Jesus died, and the whole thing was forgiven. Uh uh didn't watch at all because it just seems to be perpetuated this sinner 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 thing there's a, there's only one way out of it there's no payback it's transcendence you know unless you want to believe that god has mercy and at the end of the day you can go with your slate but it won't work because it's about transcending it and seeing that it's just garbage it's just a loop of the ego that's all it is what helps with the transcendence for me is when i think of rama saying one time someone said how, how should i treat others and he said there are no others when I think that the body-mind is not real as, as it appears to be, that helps more than anything yes. to transcend. Yes, but does it, 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 does it help to transcend or does it help you to understand and break that particular loop? Because they're two different things, mm -hmm. you know? And very often self-inquiry is about breaking that loop. It, it gives you, ah, oh, you can rest within and you find, but the loop can come up again in another shape or form. Transcendence is a higher jump, the higher jump, and, and this is about transcendence for you because it's going to, it's going to keep twisting. This one has you. So how do you break the loop completely? It's not your fault. No, none of it is your fault. That's the loop your mind is using, and it has you. And also, if this person is sent to you as a teacher, who sent him? You didn't do it yourself, so it has to be some other source that's done that. Okay. Right? I mean... Where are you going with that one? Well, it's not personal, ultimately. Well, nothing is personal. Only your mind. Mind is the thing that makes everything personal. There's nothing personal when we get rid of the self-referencing mechanism. There is no personal. It's gone. Yeah. And the feeling is wonderful. Uh-huh. It's just to try to stay with that emptiness and that stillness is... You can't... You can just enjoy it when you're in it because it leaves. 
Yeah, because you're believing something. Yeah. You're believing, what if I screwed up here? What if I'm causing this pain that he says he's not having? But I'm convinced he must be having. That's what you're telling us. Yeah. If this was happening to somebody else, you'd see through it like that. keeps going back to seeing the body mind is not real. If I could really be convinced 100% of that, I don't think this would be, I would even be talking about this. So. Okay, now we're looking for another concept to break up the first concept. It actually won't really work. If you're going to be convinced of something, even that language, it's like mind is trying to get its way out of this. That'll work for a while. If you screwed up, forgive yourself. Can you do that? I would like to, I will. I will try. I'd like to, I will try. I'm not sure it's a, something. I think it, it would have to come as a form of grace or something to wash over you. But. Why? Why do you have to be held down until God comes in on this one? Okay, I will. Desire came back. 
with the eye. Was, oh, so there was desire left to transcend. That took another oof, couple of years. It was just desire that was left. Well, maybe I still have a way to go on because I was in my room walking to my desk and suddenly I didn't exist. Yes. I saw my physical body and I saw this disc, white disc, but it didn't stick. I should have been liberated. Should. It was a good crack. These are cracks in the matrix, no? So, so, did some understanding stay with you? Well, no, I saw that that liberation. Only yeah. I wasn't liberated. Yeah. I came back, I drew, I drew, I made an artistic rendering of this thing. But I'm still looking at it and saying, I'm not liberated. Yeah. I was, there was nothing. I knew exactly, I was aware of being aware of everything. Oh, beautiful. But I'm back here in the in form and uh, wondering. I mean, I've had more of these events, but why don't they stick? Yeah. What's not? Why aren't I liberated? What? <laughs> yeah. So the fellow who's asking that. Because you see, I say I am liberated. It sounds well, like I mean, I, we're, we're talking about language, right? Yeah, sure. Because I had the experience. There. It's like stuff falls away. It's like who I was fell away, or an old way of thinking fell away. It's more like that. It's more but like the character still has an I concept. Okay. I had this experience. Right. I know what the experience is. Yeah. And I want to live in the nothingness. Okay. Okay. But then that could be part of the issue. There's the desire. The desire is the problem. Because it's all this happened in a flash. Uh-huh. But I can talk about it. I can draw it. And... Uh, but you couldn't sustain it. Something couldn't sustain it. I couldn't stay in the nothingness. Yeah. Yeah. And let the world happen around me. Yeah. Was there fear at the time? No, no, it was just, oh, good. I knew what happened because I've had three or four of these experiences. Yeah. But they don't stick. Yeah. I still find myself me. Okay. A me or an I. Okay, so, so the guy who wants something, desire comes back with the I. Right. Right. Okay. But in your case, it just was a flash of liberation. Oh, it lasted six days. That one was six days. I, I, I couldn't do anything for six days. I couldn't talk. I, was, mm, uh, yeah. was six I days would like to have that experience. But sure, the experience was nothing. You know, <laughs> the experiences come and go. Right. No, I understand. But I, I mean, I'm talking about what happened. Sure. So, so but what the why happen? doesn't, in your case, it's stuck. And in my case, it doesn't stick. Well, the desire came back. Desire came back. And, and it came back with vengeance, and I knew it was the last thread that was... And I knew it was garbage, and it's like there's a sense of an eye because there's desire. I can see it. Okay, that's my work now. Well, it did come back. Yeah. Yeah, desire. Um, so that's where I'm at. I 
came back. Yeah, it came back. I know what it's like. Yeah. And now, of course, it's um, the issue, I think, and I'm talking to you as one who's there, right? It's a kind of grace thing, or? Yes and no. Because there's nothing I can actually do, right? You see, there, there isn't, there isn't. Sorry, I know I'm just being a big man. Okay. If we leave it up to grace, then we get complacent. We've got to be vigilant and do everything we can. Well, which I do. I mean, that's right. why I'm here. Perfect. So now, let's talk to us about the guy who returns. You, you know that he comes back because he wants liberation. Well, I had an inspiration about it when we were talking to him. Yeah. And I think I have enough ego that I wanted to be able to talk to it about other people who have the status of it for people who understood what I was talking about. Okay, very good. Great. But how do I get rid of that? Oh, can you see that it's garbage? That it would be just you having a medal, like? I'm, I'm yeah, saying. right. You know, all the people I kind of have that kind of a thing there. Yeah. So what I need, I see right now I'm in a place where I'm getting a little separation. Okay. Where I can see myself talking to you yes. about liberation. Okay. Brain kind of lit up there. <laughs> okay, I think I don't think we need to talk about this. Yeah, if you need to mind the floor, that's totally fine to do what you need to do. So just, just. On that from the jet point of view. When you when you're moving, you know, when you've dissolved most attachments and you're doing the work and you know that there's phases of where there's no I, and then a loop comes up and it grabs you. You'll find that there'll be a desire underneath it. You'll find there'll be a desire. It's interesting to go to the to the root of something, there'll be a desire at the root. It's good to find that desire because then you can pull it out. I think there's a lot in this status thing. I think I have this huge ego. Ready to talk more? Yeah, I could, I, I, I could talk more about it because it's cracking this ego. I win. That's a nice little plexus. Have no 
attachment to it at all. No outcome is fine also. There has to be no outcome. It's just something passing through. I knew there was a reason I needed to make this trip. And then I get a hit, and then 
I'm like, I can't get myself out of it until it feels like I'm on a train and I can't get off and I need some resolution um, so that I can get off of it. Yeah. How do you get, get off of it? What's the resolution? What shape and form is effective? Mm, when I know everything's okay. Ah. And I know that there's a thought to it, but it's just like I'm trying to like breathe through it and it's like very physical and it feels like I'm drowning and yeah, it's rough. So do you, have you identified what the original trigger thought is? Well, it's got to be a fear of... Um, That's the emotion. Yeah, so... Before the emotion. Before the emotion. Uh-huh. Um, it's got to be death or something, but um, I'm not sure. Well, this is what we have to find. Okay. What's the sentence that is believed without a question? Because when it runs, it's not questioned, it's not even known. It's so accepted. And, and, and off you go from there. Mm-hmm. But like as we roll it back, it's like the original thought. It's, it's mm-hmm. so trusted, it's not even known. Yeah. The, everything's not okay? Yeah, everything's not okay because it's whatever. But you know. mm-hmm. well, I mean, that um, something terrible is happening or going to happen or it's um which present or future um present at the moment something terrible is happening right it's now happening right now yeah okay to you usually not to me the, is the belief that it could happen to you i think the belief is what will happen to me when i know that this thing happened or whatever that I won't be able to handle it. Consequences? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like um, that there's going to be a huge loss, that there is a huge loss, and then I can't handle it. Yeah, I think that's what it is. And the loss is other people lose something? Um, like family. Um, Your family. You could lose it or other people could lose it? That I would lose something that I love so dearly that would be taken away from me. Yeah. And that I can't handle it. Really? There's something that you can't handle? There's, is there something that could be taken from you that you can't handle? Well, that's a thought. Sure. But yeah. is there? Is that believed in normal life? Um, well, I feel like I sort of experienced it. And then after that experience, I like my thought was, oh my god, I can't handle this. Yeah. Um, sure, that yeah. set up the scenario. Mm-hmm. All right, that set up the scenario. But is it true? Do you know? Can um, something be taken from you that you absolutely cannot handle? I, I would have to say no, but my body doesn't, maybe my body doesn't believe it. I would have to say no because I know that, you know, that this is not real, and it's just a dream, and this is a character. But it feels like something in my my body or something is not buying it, and is um, it's still there and it's wreaking havoc on me. Okay. Online. Yeah. So, do you know logically, practically, like 
Deb talking to me now in the end of October 2015, does she know that if something is taken from her that she survive? That if any of the following list of nearest and dearest are taken from her that she will survive? Yes. Alright. Okay. So we have a belief that you will be okay. And then we've got this unquestioned belief, which is the opposite of it. Mm. Right. Yeah. Right. So your body is running this one that you know is actually not true now. Mm -hmm. You know it's not true. Right. Yeah. Now, if you know it's not true, then you can cut it. It's just a bad heart. It's just a bad heart. I like I'm, I'm working on it like um, it's almost like I have to convince myself that you know that this is not true basically it's just a ball of energy and that I need it it's just energy that showed up and I need it to run through but that's what I'm trying to work on but it's just like everything gets so tight in the ball and it's physically painful and yeah 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 it's going to be all wire yeah okay okay I'm sure there's loads of, you know, studies and scientific approaches and everything else for, for unraveling it. But from our perspective, and mm -hmm. um, if you know that the what the thought is, if you've clearly identified and you know that the opposite is true, that's actually not true. If your body sits comfortably with, that can be taken from me. Actually, how does that feel? How does that feel? You literally are reprogramming the alternative. Literally. Yeah. So when it comes up, if it automatically runs, you can really quickly say, hold on, we have the body, we have the memory of of the opposite being true. Right. You know? And, and it's like the lie is coming up and now we give it the truth, the subjective truth. Right. But but it's like you have to Teach your body to recognize and to feel. If that's taken from me, it's okay. That's taken from me. How do I feel? Do I really feel it? Does that feel okay? Because if you put in another program, you've got someplace else to direct your your neurology. You initially have another place to direct it. Yeah. You know, it might be the slowest technique of all, but it's the spiritual one. It's the way you know, with our limited tools of how to manage our thoughts, that works. Mm -hmm. That works. Yeah, it's, it kind of sounds like. I have to convince my mind that that's not true with 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 this. It's like seems like in a sense it's a mind game. Yeah, it's not about convincing your mind. It's about it's about running the opposite because you know it's true. Mm -hmm. So it's not about battling the old one. It's about changing the program with the same thing with a different result. Okay. So it's like yeah, this will be taken. Actually, feels fine. But if this is taken and the only automatic emotional response you always have is a kick in the belly, it, your system doesn't know any other automatic response. Okay. So we've just got to change the response when the same story is running. Okay, I see. You see? So we're just changing the response. The story is fine. Yeah. So we're not convincing on story level. Mm -hmm. We're teaching your body how to respond differently to the same message. Right. Yeah, it's like rewiring. Like when that happens, like this happens over there instead of that. Exactly, okay. exactly. So take some time to actually like make a list of all these things that could be taken from it. Mm -hmm. And it's like, okay, body, we're going to sit with this and we're going to feel it. Okay. And make space 
for an alternative response. Okay. So you train your system how to respond in a healthier way. You know? Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. It does work, but it's just one approach. It takes time. Yeah. Sure, it just means sitting, really sitting with it or giving it a day, you know, to like yeah. really sit with it and get your body to feel the response. You know, so it has some place else to go when the trigger happens. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Yeah, sure. the opposite of Andreas, where I have no desire to do anything. <laughs> I can sit on the couch all day, and, but then there's a, how do you know the difference between the wounded will and just the falling way of doing? Mm. Mm. Tell me more about it, because obviously it's, it's not sitting with you well, huh? Mm -hmm. Okay, then there's your answer, if it's not sitting with you. Right, we either have a set of ideas of it should be this way, or a belief system that I'm supposed to be productive, or does that have a set of ideas there? Well, I, I question why I've never had really that drive to succeed, or, you know, I, I don't think I ever, well, I did when I was younger, I suppose. I mean, I'm a lot older than you, Andrea. <laughs> but, um, I think there's still a program running me that I should be more productive. I should be a good girl. That would do it. Yeah. So who's going to give you a reward for being good and productive? It's a good question. No. Mm -hmm. Except yourself. You're all, you know, it's a loop you're running yourself. Mm -hmm. So you're doing the punishing and you're probably going to do the rewarding. You know, I'm, I'm great for doing such and such a thing. There's your reward. Mm -hmm. And being the good girl. That's an interesting loop you set up for yourself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And there's an anger towards the self. Aha. Tell me about that. Um. I'm not quite sure how that started, but the, it's probably been running most of my life. I turned the anger inward. I don't. I don't know how to access it so that it can be resolved. Do you ever get angry? Very good. Is there a ball of heat inside you that needs to pop? Does it feel like heat? No, not really. Okay. Mm. But yet you know there's anger there. Because the strategy in the past has been that it goes into depression. <clears throat> so then I question when I don't have this feeling of doing anything, is that part of that pattern that I'm maybe depressing something that needs to be expressed in the world. Okay. Yeah. You see the loop? Yeah, I do. I do. I do. I do. Okay. Alright. Okay. So some underlying pattern of not allowing expression to flow. 
And I was at the top of it, but actually maybe there's other expression underneath it because of this inversion pattern of turning things in. Uh, that's interesting. Well, go after it, huh? The anger. The anger. The car is a great place to get angry. The what? The car, in the car. Oh, yeah. In the car. It's uh -huh. a great place to get angry. Turn on the radio really loud and scream louder. Louder. Until you're hoarse and keep screaming. And if it feels stupid, keep going, keep going. Because the noise itself, the energy that it takes to shout louder than the radio, it, it, it's like it cracks open something, the actual vibration of the way it moves your body. It actually stirs up and let it rip. And, and it won't for the first half a minute, you know, be like, this is stupid, this is stupid. And it's like, keep going, keep going, keep going, keep going. That's just the resistance, you know? Mm -hmm. It's the cap on top of it. Keep going, keep going, keep going. Okay. Yeah, that'd be worth doing. Can you do it tonight? Probably no. Yeah, sure, I'll try. Yeah, go for it. <laughs> yeah. Nobody chasing me now, okay? <laughs> <laughs> When you pull it at home, you really go for it. Really go for it because you can crank up on the way, you know? Yeah. And then really stay in the car and just go for it. You know? Yeah, that would be a good thing to do. Okay. Yeah, just open that up and see what's underneath it. Yeah. There, there is, there, the reason I'm, I'm thinking that it's really important that you go for that, I'm not concerned whether or not you, you, you participate in life or not. But there is a feeling of being completely clear that that which moves on freely is moving every cell in your being. There, there is that free flow feeling that it's completely uninhibited to live and use your body-mind mechanism as it wants. And what you're saying is stopping that. So I'm not feeling that it's depression or anger. I'm actually feeling it's, it's resistance. That it's a resistance to the final surrender of letting that which moves on take over. That's what I'm really thinking it's about. But let's work with what, you know, the, the, the vehicle that the mind has presented, right. which is the pattern of anger. It's like, okay, okay, but really this is this is just resistance to, to that which moves on, moving yeah. all of you. That resonates. Yeah. yeah, I think that's what's going on really. Yeah. And it's just resistance. Just just putting on the brakes a little bit, you know. Something and it served you fine up to now, you know, yeah. something you know, it, there's timing, you know. It's a long time for a, an apple to, to ripen, you know, and then yeah. pop. But sometimes we just gotta wait. It's just right now. Yeah. This, there was the grief too uh, after my son yes. in two years. So. Yes. But I feel like it's, something has to come out. Something has to come out now. Yeah. 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 Yeah, all that had to happen. You know? yeah. All that had to happen. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Thank you. Good for you. <laughs> Good for you. Uh -huh. Yeah, when you were finishing up your um, opening talk, you mentioned there was like two ways that we could spend our time this evening. One was picking apart the concerns of the ego, and the other one was 
going back to where you're looking from, going dropping back into source. And then what would that would that be like? Darshan or what would that be like? I suppose the two classic ways that, that I tend to do it is like go prior or drop in. It's like back or drop down. But if you put your attention on the source of the next thought, what happens if you do that now? Go to the source of where your next thought is going to arise from. Just emptiness there. And is that okay, that emptiness? It is, yeah. And then what happens? Then it's about being okay to continue being there and not being brought back into the distractions of life, you might say. It's like it's, I guess my question would be about, you know, just getting comfortable not running the story, not focusing on the concerns of the ego, you know, kind of what's what are kind of the ways to nurture that or something? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So on one level, you're, you're training your attention to go on something different. Instead of, instead of having your attention go into whatever story is there, the ego concern, your attention is dropping back into the emptiness. The trouble is, you can't make yourself stay in the emptiness. That's the trouble with it. You'll only notice when you're back out in the next ego story. That's the trouble. So you've got to keep pulling back. It's about pulling back. So when you pull back, it's like, all right, there's emptiness. Oh, I'm, 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 I'm in la la land thinking about such and such a thing. It's like, okay, drop it, go back into emptiness. What's that feel like, that pulling back? What is it? What is that? Your body relaxes, and if, for somebody whose body gets tense, it's really good to start by relaxing the body. It's like, just exhale actually. Now, drop, drop your attention in. Some people go through the body, some people go through the mind, where, like using a concept. You know, it's like, oh, watch that thought. Now go back prior to that. The observer, you know, the first few years of this work, I used to talk about people about get into the observer, get into the observer. And that's fine. But Jesus, like, it's so easy to just go with the step. Yeah, it's like I don't trust the mind. I don't want to go there. I just, I just don't want to kind of go down that path, basically. Because um, I, because just by analyzing and thinking and taking things apart and trying to understand, it's like, you know, I don't... I know that if we start down that trail, it's not going to be, it's not going to be helpful, basically. How do you know that? Talk I, to me. I about just that. feel that way. I just feel that it's going to be leading me in the wrong direction or something. Huh. And then getting quiet and turning inward is not has nothing to do with that. That's, yes. Yeah. Okay. All right. Very good. All right. All right. Tell me what your relationship with your body. Yeah. In general, whatever way you want to take it. Let's see where that question goes. Well, I feel I feel good about my body. I feel comfortable in it. I feel um, just okay with it. Very much okay with it. Yeah. Okay. Good. Yeah. All right. 
So is it easy for you to drop your attention into like the bottom of your lungs, where your breathing comes from? Yes, I can do that. All right. So for somebody like you, that the thinking part, but the conceptual part isn't your way, then I would use the body. I would use, especially if there's a positive connection with it, then it's clean, it's clean. It's going to be your friend in this. So to drop your attention to some location in your physical body would be very useful. And just and physically dropping to get out of the head energy. Because energetically something happens too, you know? We're just so friggin' intellectual here, you know? That's our way. You know, we praise the intellect. It's all about things being interesting and stimulating. It's all about mind. So, so most of us are dealing with the concepts of it and understanding it really helps us to get there. That's not your way, fantastic. But use the body. The body is your anchor then, dropping in. So bring your energy away from the head. And what happens is that instead of sorting out a busy mind, it's like abandon it, abandon it, abandon it. And so when you abandon it, something relaxes and your energy drops. For those of us who are more conceptual about it, Awakening happens to the mind first, and it doesn't solidify until the heart opens. For people who go through the body, it's usually the heart energy that makes the awakening happen. Sounds right. Yeah. So you're going through the heart. It's the reverse of what is what's the normal in our culture. Just so you know that, Jim. It's like it's the reverse. It's the reverse. So the path of beauty might make sense to you, the path of love might make sense to you. It's like in the body and the feeling place that has, the, that has, you know, that has like beauty and love stretches all the way, all the way right out of the matrix. Pure consciousness has that energy of love. So if you have to follow the feeling of pure love to drop back into prior to all of it, that will take it there. Right, consciousness is a different thing, but we're doing really well to just go back to go back to absolute pure love, pure stillness, purity. Purity would be a good anchor for you to to feel purity inside and to rest there and keep dropping in there, keep dropping in there, keep dropping. <coughs> Go to the heart. Go to the heart. Hi, hi. My name is Helen. This is my first time to meet you at the Well, um, well over the year there are some groups of whatever. Um, the the latest one that I saw. Hours that I saw that I'm already 100% of what I'm looking for because this is already it is it's only um, it's only because I'm mistakenly thinking there is a heaven here uh, as an author or the owner of you know door whatever um, uh, but. Um, you know, even though everything is already is, um, 
this completely different kind of feeling toward, towards it. When you when you see uh, what what I see, what I'm what I am um, is already is is so different from normal seeing. I feel like that I'm the I am the one doing things. Um, so from there, I saw that what why uh, the thing uh, you know the, the Cohen has some kind of saying uh, who is. Who is dragging the props around? Basically, that that's, that it is. But it, it doesn't stay there. So I came back and I feel there is me. Um, uh, I'm you know I was trying to coming back and getting back to <laughs> what I am the, the recognition basically. Um, it's kind of struggling, um, but what what keep seeing is um, this so-called body has no boundary basically. Um, uh, sometimes I you know just feel like I'm, I'm walking this is completely empty and everything just comes yes, everything. So the things appear basically everything appears. It's yes. not like that I'm doing things or something. But it's but it's still it's constant, constantly So this me feel like I, I, I want to have this recognition back. I want to see it all the time. There is a desire. <laughs> I know, I know. Um, but I can see the huge difference. Uh, yeah. Can you drop the desire for it to come back? Let's say let's say that it was just a perspective. That the, that the perspective of, of Helen being the doer, the person on Helen there, she efforting, and then there's the other perspective that you know is much more authentic, but it's just another perspective that it's already complete and perfect, and things appear and, and reasonably structured in a much simpler, more perfect, beautiful way than what the Helen character imagines when she's running. They're just two perspectives. Not mind saying one is better than the other, so it's going to reject one and want the other. Is that what's happening? Kind of. Could you could you say one more time? Okay. So 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 the seeing the perfection that you've. You know that there's just perfection that you're already complete. Um, the clarity, right. the great break that you got. Right. Okay, it's a perspective. It is a perspective. Uh huh. It's still a perspective. It is still a perspective. Just like. When Helen is efforting, that's just another perspective. But the Helen character wants to see that that one was better than this one. Yes. And that's going to make her stick. Right. Because she has a desire. Yes. Desire will always make the eyes longer. But it's just a perspective. All perspectives have to go. 
Every spiritual experience is just another experience. At the end of the day, it's just an experience. It's just something that happens. And really, it, it's huge when it happens to the eye, and it's nothing actually for the absolute. So the, 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 the more we pull back towards truth and pure consciousness, the more that, that way of operating in the world is seen, but that was just another book. That beautiful glimpse of whether it was complete perfection, that was just another book. Hmm. So what you're saying is just a letting go, not trying to achieve, try to chase anything. You can't chase anything. It's going to make the eye stronger. You don't need to keep anything. Yeah, it's, it's so hard to let him go and uh, you feel like I have to find who am I and I have to find it. But you know. When you say I know, is it is not intellectually, intellectually no. It's already within, the knowing is already within me. Yes. But I just don't feel it right at this moment. But you have felt it. I, I felt it at some point. Yes. But I don't feel it now. So the desire wants to bring it into linear time and feel it all the time? That would be exhausting, wouldn't it? You see, when you feel when you feel like awakening or clarity, when you feel it first. It's really potent because it's in contrast to the habit of how you usually feel. Right. All right. Yes. So when that becomes normal, it, it, you completely forget what it used to feel like to be contracted and full of effort. So the the, the beautiful feeling of an opening, mm -hmm. it becomes normal. It loses its its. The thing that makes a spiritual experience beautiful is the relative beauty, because it's relative to when it's not there. Right. You see? It's the comparing is what the trouble is. Right. right? So, so, the Helen that's there now has created a story about the, about the opening and wants that experience all the time. Yes. That experience will never be the same again. The first time is always, always the biggest. In many things in life. You know, the first job, the first case, the first... That's the one, that, that, that's the big experience. Because it's in contrast, because it's new ground. And it's new for your body-mind to vibrate like that. It's, it's new in every way. And so, of course, it's huge. The biggest contrast is only on the first time. It will never feel as fantastic again because it's dead normal. It's normal. It's like what in the name of Moses was I doing? Imagining something else. Like, stuck in that density. So, so you, 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 you don't get to feel the beauty of it because it's only the beauty in contrast. So you're now wanting something that's a memory. Yes. You see? And your memory is going to make a dog suffer out of it, or breakfast, or whatever meal it is. Mm -hmm. 
you know, the dog's dinner, we say, what do you say? You say something different, no? Okay. The, the, your, your mind is going to screw it up because our, our capacity to, to make a memory is quite different. Like, two people who remember very different things in the same scenario. It's very subjective. So what your mind is going to make out of the experience is already quite far from what it really is. So now we're, we've got something very modified and we're imagining that that's better than this. It's just desire. It's just another story. Drop the desire. And if it never happens again, perfect. It will never happen with the same bells and flags. Never. Can't. Can't. And like if you look at it vibrationally, like, like if we're cruising along this line, and, and then we have a big spiritual opening and it's just clear. It's clear. You just get to see how the matrix works, you know, and you get to see it's not real and, and the perfection and everything. And it, of course it's beautiful. The shift from where we were to where we are when we're experiencing that, that opening, mm -hmm. when it closes over, you don't drop to where you were. You don't, because with that opening, your whole vibration has shifted up a year. You see? So you're actually starting from a new place. But if you were able to sustain it, you would stay. You would have stayed with that opening if you were able to sustain it. But you couldn't sustain it. But that level of opening would definitely make a shift. It would bring you up some bit. And that's where you're at now. Do you see? But what you can sustain is the important thing. That's what's real. Where you're at right now is what's real. You okay? Yes, I'm fine. You don't look it. I felt what you said. Okay. So the more we open and drop the desires, it's going to have its way with you and take you to wherever you can sustain. Mm -hmm. And that has honesty and integrity. And that's where we work from. Rather than the idea of what it would be like. It's like, don't fall for that. That's just your mind creating rubbish. Another book. Where it's at, how it's presenting now, that's what we work with. And being totally honest about what's going on here and now. That's what's real. Like, real in, the, in this matrix. <laughs> as real as it gets. Thank you. Yeah, just being open, available, and, and going for what feels as natural as you can. Sometimes I feel like my energy goes towards my head. That's happened a lot, uh, especially when there's chasing energy. Um, I feel like I need to hold me for it or bless me. Uh, so this all goes to my head. Uh, Even though I don't feel like I, I 
thinking a lot um, because I, I constantly assume that thought are empty. So I don't really, um, you know, at least in gross level, I don't really believe much of the story. But still, unconsciously, there are more satellite or there are grasping the bone to it. Yeah. Um, so I, sometimes when I, when I what the relaxing happen is is more authentic. Yes. Um, unfortunately, it doesn't happen that often. <laughs> when looking at mirror, it just completely opens up. You know, it's completely a three or sixty degree. You know, just oh, this is me. But still, the energy goes in my head a lot. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That's okay. Just to drop the grasping. Just to drop the grasping. It has fooled you, you know, as if yes. as if grasping something is going to make you have something more. It's not going to make the ego get fatter. That's all it's going to do. The ego does the grasping. Thank you. You yeah, made me see that. Good, good, good. Terrence, this is my first time here, and my voice is a little goofy. But I kind of piggybacking on some of actually all what's going on. It's a big commonality in a way. But um, I would say for myself, at least currently, it's uh, you know I experienced what could be called depression. Term with me, but, um, and you know, I've had you know occasional cosmic cracks that either have been shared, and the last one was maybe two years ago, and, and then with a little circle of chanting and um, a, a small retreat, and you know. I'm, Kind of joined the universe and realized that we were chanting it all. I mean, we were the ones being chanted. Oh, beautiful. I love that. Yes. And I, well, I couldn't talk for a day or two. I mean, really, I couldn't say my name. And um, unfortunately, or whatever, that's judging it. I kind of decided that I didn't want it anymore. Got more depressed because maybe it's the contrast. Because it made you? Oh, maybe the contrast. I mean, I couldn't experience that again, and it's. I, well, I can't explain what that's like. So, um, I know that seems kind of twisted, you know, to not to try to shut that down, but. Try to shut it down. Yeah. 
because that's just from experience. It's not actually the truth, especially when it comes to spirituality. Because, of course, like, you know, as a kid, if we're not, gosh, if we're not held enough or supported or encouraged, or there's a gazillion ways that we can take on that belief as a, as a young kid that it's not safe for me. It's, it's, this fundamentally is not okay. I'm on the trash here somewhere. So, you know, that's, that's there. Yeah, it's kind of, you know, many people that formulate it. it. Yeah, it is, and it's, I can see when, you know, maybe three or four, I'm still pretty excited to think about life, and then I realized, you know, I got off at the wrong airport. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I couldn't get back up. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe this is the right airport. You know, maybe landing at the wrong airport was okay. The ego is now is now in place, and they were the stories and the experiences to make the ego, you know, have its way, offer you experiences. You as God have experiences, and now we're at another airport, and we're looking for something that helped to form the ego which is the idea of not being safe, being under threat. That, that helps to form the ego, right? Because we need those experiences to make the all about me story really strong. Those experiences is what makes the ego solid, sense of me. Because if, if there's like fear or threat or abandonment, these things will make self-referencing much stronger than those of us who have had to go lucky childhood. It digs deeper. Pain is much deeper than, right. than joy. It just digs deeper. You see? So that was the magic of how your ego got formed. Is there truth in those stories? Not at all. They were just experiences to help the ego form. Do you see? So now you're at another airport. And you're thinking the experience of life about it not being there to hold me, I'm going to apply that to me remembering that I am God. To me remembering the truth. That's what you're doing now. There's something there. Could you go over that one more time? So, so, My mind is still grappling. Yeah. Okay. So before you landed at the wrong airport, so let's say at the age of three, when there was still clarity, that guy knew that, that remembering the truth, remembering what you really are, doesn't need to be safe, supported, doesn't need to be held. None of those criteria are important. They are important in the world. Sure. There are experiences in the world. This is about remembering who you really are, remembering the truth. This is a different gig. So bringing the experiences of life into spiritually waking up is a mismatch. They're no good to you now. Their function is to create the ego. They did a darn good job. Because it gave you all kinds of experiences, including a little depression. And that's, that's pretty deep. 
So, so now we're talking about remembering the truth. We don't need any of those ego-forming beliefs. They're not appropriate anymore. They're, they're, you don't need to be held in a spiritual experience. You are the holder. You are all of it. You're playing every role in waking up. You can't not be not held. It's not an option that grace doesn't hold itself when it's waking itself up. It doesn't need to be held or supported from nothing else because it's all grace. I like the sound. I mean, I mean, I can feel the vibration and the beauty of that. It's the truth. That's really all I want. Let yourself have it, Thomas. Let yourself have it. You are what's going to hold you. The, the real you is orchestrating all of this. Nothing bad can happen. It's not possible. There's nothing other than what you are. The rules are different with waking up because the ego is the thing that's not in charge anymore. Making sense somewhere? Yeah, I mean, it, it is. It's just not. I could get part of it in the, you know, but part. Of it, I mean, yeah, ego can, can just be kicked to the curb. But, but, I mean, I know it's not serving me. Uh huh. Part of it, but. Uh huh. And it's the flow of transition. You know, the unknown, uh, I, I don't travel about a, a certain discipline or something, so I kind of, we just find our own path, I guess, and, and you know, I wish in a way that it would be a little more clear or something, so I can move out. Yes. And, and, so Share God's grace with everybody, just being yes. a decent, yes. holy person. But. Yes. Take a chance. Take a chance. Move into that space. There's only your own ego that's stopping you. And the impression is not, is living the life. Was it mine? Was it living life of someone else's, so to speak? There's lots of ways of looking at it. It's, it's like it's a it's a combined belief system. You know, there's there's a certain set of beliefs like that that are a cocktail for making depression happen from our point of view. So, uh, you know, and those things are true. If you examine the beliefs, they're not true. But experience taught you that they were true, and, and 
they're not valid anymore, but their impact continues. Don't, don't really need to spend a lot of time with it. Don't need to spend any time with it. Shock it out. You know, some people need to like chisel and chisel and chisel away at something. I don't think you do. Not not with this. Right now, maybe down the line or uh, but right now, no, energetically you could actually make a shift in it. You could actually just throw it off. Well, that lights me up. Um, and, and yeah. yeah. Get in touch with that, like create an anchor out of that lighting up right now, you know? Just create anchoring that feeling, you know, so that you can return to it. Because the old the ego is going to try and reestablish the old status quo tomorrow. You know, and it's just like actually, you're done. You're done. I'm not going to reason with you, argue with you, rationalize you, nothing. You're done. Right. Just being a what was it, a decent open person living a normal life. Let it happen. Just let it happen. It can actually happen like that for you. It's like it's like an old overcoat you could just throw off. It's interesting. It feels that it was earlier that it's, that's why I'm here. That seems so far away from happening. And, uh, why limit? Yes, yeah. it's your own limitation. That's the obstacle here. That's it's not I'm actually saying. the beliefs. It's your limitation. Yeah, we circle back again. Yeah. 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 Oh, okay. Yeah. We just have an opportunity to short circuit it. Let's see. So, okay. We and not trying to shut out these other little cosmic cracks and other experiences that come they come, if they don't, they don't. Exactly. Because they're just experiences, they don't really. Yes. Yes. Um, and then I gave it more than it was, in other words. Uh, sure, sure. We do, we do, we set it up and it actually makes it, it makes the ego stronger because when we do have a craft like that, you know, how long can you hold on to the light for? Invariably the ego, until we know what's really happening, until we get an understanding of how it works, the ego just gets stronger, it runs amok and tries to re-establish the ground because of the crack, it's trying to paste it over again. So, so one of the ways it does that is by making it something really important. And it's like, yeah, if you can just return to like, okay, I'm just going to return to that knowing that the, the car is being driven just like I was being chanted. The car is being driven. Let's see. Let's see if, if the opening is there. I play with it. I play with it. Not grasping, but like, let's see, let's see if, if, if you know. Well, it's interesting because um, I, I do not have the energy to grasp anymore. Yes. Can't do it. Yeah. I mean, I know I'm holding on, but I've still, to, I can't um, be that. Beautiful. So let go of the limitation, huh? Don't be grasping that limitation. <laughs> Great. Thank you. Great. Oh my goodness, we're gone over time.
and I lost the track. Is everybody okay? Is there anybody bursting before they need to go home needs to say something? Thank you. Oh, you're very welcome. You're very welcome. You're doing okay? Yeah, great. tomorrow at 10.30 until 5, come for all the day, half the day, whatever you can do. We'll organically take lunch in the middle sometime. Um, and uh, we're off to a good start anyway, so let's see what happens. Huh? Good night, folks. Good night. Thank you. Thank you.